0: It's time to get those Bible questions ready. It's Ask the Preacher with John Freed. Ask the Preacher, brought to you every Friday right here on Talk Radio 96.7 by Believer's Fellowship Church, located in North Lakeland on North Socrum Loop Road. God mercy on me, on me. God had mercy on me. Ask
1: the Preacher. Here's John. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, January the 14th, and it's uh, good to be here with you yet another week. I hope you're enjoying the drive home, and uh, when you get home, just sit in the garage for a little bit and keep listening. We'll be on the air with Ask the Preacher till just about 6 o'clock every Friday right here on uh, Talk 96.7. So glad to be with you here again today. The uh, phone number in the studio, this show is live, and it is a question-and-answer talk show. Uh, we don't always answer questions, but today we might if you call in with any. E. 682-1430. It's been the number for many years. Area code 863-682-1430. Maybe you have a testimony, something uh, good to share, a question, um, a problem. Maybe you even have a prayer request and uh, you can call, and we'll help. 863-682-1430. Um, you know, as always, there's there's plenty, plenty, plenty to to talk about, lots of stuff going on in the world, and uh, my, my goal here is to be a help and an encouragement to you. This is a Christian talk show, but uh, we would be on what you might call secular radio station. This is not a Christian radio station so most of the time when you're listening to this program you're not hearing preachers on the air you're hearing great talk show hosts talking most of the time about political issues there's some other programs gardening and such and then some local stuff that happens uh, every weekday at five o'clock on the station but um, you know I, I could go on and on forever about stuff that's happening around our nation but I want to talk about a couple good things that are happening right here in our city. Um, right here in the city of Lakeland, um, you know, there's uh, some, some groups that have really banded together to stand up for, uh, for, for voting rights, voting freedom, to keep elections pure, to, uh, to hold accountable our, our uh, local governments, the commissions of the county and the city commissions and that type of thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm mainly referring to a group called CCDF, County Citizens Defending Freedom. Uh, I like the group pretty good. I'll talk about a couple issues there in a moment. Um, I'm a I'm a part of that group personally, um, but I, I want to just talk about a couple issues and um, and a couple of events. Um, and let me go ahead and mention these these events coming up uh, in a, in just a, a couple Saturdays away on. Um, not this Saturday. This Saturday would be the the 15th. So the the following Saturday on January the 22nd, that is the 49th anniversary, the 49th anniversary of uh, the court case of Roe versus Wade, where the Supreme Court said, uh, well, we're going to make abortion uh, legal and accessible all over the nation. And uh, of course, there's some talk about that, whether states – uh, should have stood up against the, the the federal courts or not, but regardless, 49 years on January the 22nd, and uh, there is an event taking place right in front of City Hall at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's actually I think it's nine thirty, but uh, right in front of of City Hall, and uh, you you should go. You should be part of that that uh, event if you believe in life. Now, if uh, if you like killing babies, then no need to show up uh, to that. To that event there, but in front of City Hall on January the twenty second, it's a March for Life rally. We're going to march for life. Uh, some several great speakers uh, will be there talking about abortion, talking about the 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 right to life and the pro life movement, um, and what's happening a little bit legally and what's happening locally. So again, one more time, that's Saturday. January the twenty second, about nine thirty in the morning, and then after the uh, speaking portion of that meeting, we're going to take a, a small march. We'll go marching around, uh, marching around Lake Mirror, so around the backside of City Hall, Lakeland City Hall, and go around Lake Mirror. That's January the twenty second, and so it'll be good to have uh, uh, you know a few hundred people, whatever the case might be, um, just standing up for life here in the city of Lakeland. Uh, I'll mention another website to you. It's called lakelandunborn.com. That is our appeal to the city um, to say, let's make Lakeland a sanctuary city for the unborn. In other words, the unborn lives should have just as much right to live as the born people. And so lakelandunborn.com, you can visit that, that website. But then, just a week later, on uh i guess that would make it the 29th on january the 29th rick green is coming into town uh patriot academy uh lots of great instruction on constitutional issues uh, i'd like to say it this way on the constitution and the church what do they have to do with each other rick green is a great speaker along those lines well the uh, faith-based uh, um Club, The faith-based club of uh, the, the arm of the Republican Party here in this area, the faith-based arm of that, is uh, hosting a, a, a big meeting at Medulla Baptist Church. Um, do a little search and find out about that. Uh, Rick Green is coming. But then the next day, January the 30th, uh, he will be at Believer's Fellowship. Rick Green will be at Believer's Fellowship on January the 30th at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. That's our two service times, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., and talk about uh, biblical citizenship in, in America, uh, the Constitution, the Church, um, why we should defend our God-given freedoms in this nation, how we should defend our God-given freedoms in this nation, and, um, and what's, what's going on, where we're winning, uh, where we need to regroup and band together and find some things, um, make some headway in the nation. Well, there's some some good news uh, that's from the Supreme Court rulings, some bad news at the same time. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about that just a little bit when we come back from this break. But either way, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. My name is John. Happy to be here with you this wonderful Friday. We'll be back in about two and a half minutes with more.
0: This is the place to get your Bible questions answered. Ask the Preacher with John Freed, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Hey, John,
1: you're up. Hey, thank you, Eric. Uh, hey, thanks for joining, folks. And uh, we'll be here till about six o'clock. And as I mentioned in the first segment, the phone line is open, 863-682-1430. I, uh, I want to talk for a moment about what has been taking place in the in the Supreme Court concerning the nation and uh, what some of our responses should be, and take a look at it a little bit biblically as well. Now, if you listen to this program, you know my personal opinions, and I tend to um, base my personal opinions as much as I can on the Word of God. If I'm not familiar with, with Scripture or something that the Word can, says, uh, either specifically or in a general way concerning an issue, then then I base those decisions on the fruit of the outcome. Maybe I'll explain that in, in a little bit. But um you know, these vaccine mandates, uh, I am not a fan. I, well, I I had my children vaccinated um, years ago when they began school. I was vaccinated to certain degrees. Uh, When I was younger, so I was not anti-vaccine until actually just more recently because I think the industry has taken a far left turn. And it's not the same as it used to be, the pharmaceutical industry, the vaccine industry, even in many ways, the medical industry. Um, And so now you might, somebody might call me anti-vax. I don't know that I necessarily am. I am certainly anti vax mandate. and so this mandate issue has been up in the Supreme Court concerning does OSHA have the right to mandate um, and enforce a, a a White House rule that says everybody has to get vaccinated if you work in a place of a hundred or more people? okay so so the court says, you know what OSHA doesn't really have the jurisdiction that's that's out of their scope. okay uh, you know you're gonna have to back down off of off of that. And there's a sense of victory there, and and I'm glad I'm glad they made that ruling. And then at the other hand, there's a there's a sense of uh, defeat. There's a couple issues that were on the court's agenda, and they they I, my, they did right by one and wrong by the other. But you know, how do you balance that out? They're trying to stay balanced as a court, so on and so forth. We won't get into too big of the legal issues. I want to bring in the biblical aspect of it uh, as to how do we how do we respond and. A friend of mine and I, we were talking about this the other day, and, um, you know, so the court gives this ruling. OSHA, you can't mandate these, these vaccines like this. And, um, you know, what will happen is a lot of people in, in, the, in the U.S., a lot of people in general, this is our response to good news. Uh, we go, we, we take our hand and we swipe it across our brow. Whew, man, we dodged dodged a big one, dodged a bullet here, and then they quit fighting. I got a problem. I got a problem with that because it's it's not over. It's not over, and, and so we end up laxing. We end up backing down from our push. Well, it was the push that brought it up to the courts to begin with, and so then we just, if people back off, then the White House goes back to what it's doing. Take the principle of this concerning your adversary, the devil. He's attacking you in some way, and you fight back on an issue, and you get him to turn around and run off concerning an issue, and you're like, phew, glad that's over, and then you drop your guard. You you lose your guard, and here he comes right back, or maybe sneaks up some, some other way, and ends up wreaking havoc in your life, uh, maybe worse than it was the first time. Um, we'll come back, and I'll, I'll give you a a story that Jesus told concerning that, but I want to give you the the right way to approach giants, the right way to approach obstacles. I use the term giants on purpose because of the story of David and Goliath, the little boy David and the big giant Goliath. You know, right? Two massively different uh, physical stature, um, two massively different training as far as fighting ability and skill. Goliath, big guy, full of muscle. David, he's just a young boy, like 14-year-old kind of boy stuff. He's been a shepherd, and and he simply has shown up to, to bring some food to his brothers who were on the battlefield. And so I'm giving you some context of the story here. Um, and so you have the Philistine army, which is where Goliath was a part of. And by the way, Goliath was not the only giant. Goliath had some brothers. And so there's several giants. It's just that Goliath is the loudmouth one. He's the front man. He's the man in the front. And so David sees and hears this Goliath uh, defying Israel and defying the God of Israel, mocking God and making fun of Israel and so on and so forth. Uh, David's like, my goodness, why didn't somebody uh, do, any, do anything about this? And so in, in uh, 1 Samuel Chapter 17, this is where this story is, First Samuel in the Old Testament, chapter 17. And uh, David's like, well, I'll, I'll go out and fight him. Of course, King Saul, he's like, David, you're just, you're just a young boy. You can't do that. And well, David's persistent, so he says, fine, if you're going to go fight him, at least wear my armor. So Saul, the king, tries to give David his armor. Well, Saul's a pretty big guy himself. This armor does not fit David. But uh, anyway, David stays persistent. He goes out to fight Goliath. He gathers those five smooth stones by the brook. You've heard this um, if you know the story. And he comes out and he's gonna gonna sling this slingshot, gonna swing this rock around in the air and end up killing um, Goliath. And so Goliath sees him and he begins to mock David. And he begin he's he's saying, you know, you 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 come at me like I'm some dog. You're gonna throw rocks at me and and I'm gonna run off. And he's just laughing. And uh, and and so the Goliath says to David, "Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field." Well, that's what Goliath was saying to David. Well, check out what David says back to Goliath. Now, here's my point. This is what I was what I want you to see. I, I want you to see uh, the aspect of finishing. The fight that David has here. So David starts and finishes. So 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45, David says to the Philistine, that's Goliath, you come at me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, in other words, today, will the Lord deliver you into my hand. Now, that's where most Christians stop. They say, God is going to deliver you into my hands. God's going to to win this for me and and then'm and, and I'm, I'm done. I, I Watch what David says here, First Samuel chapter 17 verse 46. "This day will the Lord deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you. And he's not done yet. and take your head. From you, and still not done. I will give the carcasses of the ho- uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air. And what is he saying? He's not just saying, "I will give the carcasses of you, Goliath." I'll give the carcasses of all of these armies of this Philistines to the fowls of the air. You said you're going to feed my flesh to the fowls of the air. I'm going to feed all of y'all's flesh to the fowls. of of the air, to the birds of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now, we'll keep reading the story. And all of the assembly shall know that the Lord saves, not with a sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So, David did several things. He didn't just say, I'm going to kill you with a rock. He said, I'm going to hit you with this rock. I'm going to cut your head off. I'm going to destroy you and all of the armies. Our whole army is going to rush you. The battle is the Lord's, and he's going to give you into our hands. Verse 48, we'll keep reading. only got a couple minutes till this break here. And it came to pass, when the Philistines arose, when they got up, and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted. He moved fast. He ran towards the army to meet the Philistines. He didn't run away. He didn't sit there and wait for God to do something. He ran to the armies to meet the Philistine, and David put his hand in his bag, and he took the stone, and he slung it, and he smote the Philistine in his forehead. It hit him in the forehead, and the stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. Goliath fell. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Watch this. There was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took Goliath's sword, his own sword, took Goliath's sword, drew it out of the sheath, and slew Goliath, cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they all ran. And the men of Israel and of Judah They got up and shouted, and they began to pursue the Philistines. Here's what I wanted you to see. David didn't stop with the stone. He charged that big, ugly giant. He charged him, grabbed his own sword, grabbed Goliath's sword, and cut off his head and held it up to show all of the Philistine armies, and then the rest of of Judah came in and finished the fight. That is what most people don't do. They don't finish the fight. We have got to learn over again. We've become a very passive people. Americans, in many ways, have become a passive people. Our militaries are not so passive, but people, we have become passive. Christians have become very passive. And we have got to allow the Lord to teach us to war the right way and how to finish the fight, how to finish the battle. When the devil attacks you and your finances... Don't just stand up against him. Learn how to finish the fight. When he attacks you and your health, don't just stand up against him. Learn how to finish the fight. We have to learn how to finish, not just make progress, but absolutely and completely take the victory. When we come back in a few minutes, we'll talk some more. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. My name is John Freed. I'm the pastor at Believers Fellowship Church up in North Lakeland. We certainly invite you to join us. Visit us online, believersfellowship.com. We'll be back in a few more minutes with more Ask the Preacher.
0: Let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland.
1: Here's your host, John Fried. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for listening today. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday, January the 14th. beautiful weather. I tell you, God is just amazing. He just, he just makes some of the most amazing stuff. Um, my son lives up in New York. They're expecting like 20 he lives uh, I don't it's like South New York, not anywhere near the city. If he lived near the city, I'd say, "Son, move back. What are you? Crazy?" Anyway, he, um, he's expecting like 20 inches of, of snow on, on Monday. Like, man, that's going to be beautiful, but I'm uh, so glad I don't have to shovel it. So anyway, it's just been beautiful outside. So lots of stuff going on this weekend around uh, beautiful Lakeland. So several different um, festivals, a jazz festival going on in Munn Park tonight, and some things happening uh, Saturday, Sunday, and, and of course Monday is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Honor that great man, a man of God um, who who spoke truth even against uh, popular opinion and uh, and really changed the face of America in a in an awesome way in a great way and um you know he would he would be a great example of a man who was running his race given to him by God of course he didn't get a chance to in one sense he didn't get a chance to uh, really complete and and finish his race he was uh, assassinated and taken taken out um but i i I honor Martin Luther King jr. because of the way he honored God in his fight. He fought with integrity, he fought with kindness he he fought with with truth uh to to say that he dreamed of a day where where white kids black kids any any kids they would be judged according to the character- their character and not according to the color of their skin. I know that's only one point of. Of what he was saying but it's so true and we see the the narrative and, and everything has flip-flopped and, and changed so much now um, and and they're not really uh, so many people that are that are talking about critical race theory, talking about uh, racial injustice and, and these types of things that, that in, a, in America they're not really fighting in the same manner, many of them, many. Many people that are fighting that way are not fighting in the same manner as Martin Luther King Jr. did. Many are fighting um, really an in, in evil fight. They're not fighting righteously. They're, they're fighting evil. And so they're, they become really a fuel to the fire. So we're talking some today about fighting uh, some of the issues that, that go on in life And the the first thing we talked about was not quitting just because you made some advancement. And so I I read the story of of David and how he told Goliath, I'm not just going to kill you, but I'm going to cut off your head and feed your body to the birds of the air, which was similar to what Goliath threatened um, David with, but David won. And David finished, and he did what he said he would do. He he finished the fight. Now, we stopped reading in uh, basically verse 52... Uh, But we'll pick back up there again. I I, want to just mention to you that here David, he charges Goliath after he hits him with the stone and knocks him down to his face. He charges Goliath, grabs Goliath's sword, sword, cuts off Goliath's head. But verse 52 says, And the men of Israel and of Judah arose, or they got up and shouted, and they pursued the Philistines. (laughs) I find that funny to say that they got up. In other words, they were sitting down and and just kind of napping, thinking, man, this kid, David... What, a, what an idiot. He's going to go out there thinking he's going to defeat Goliath. Are you kidding me? Look at all these strong men. We can't do anything about them, so we're just going to sit back here and watch the boy get killed. Well, Goliath is the one that got killed. And so it's almost like a big surprise to all the arm, armies. They weren't expecting victory. That's a problem. They didn't expect victory. So here's what I want to say to my fellow Americans and my fellow believers that are listening here on Talk 96.7 to the Ask the Preacher program on Friday, January the 14th. Expect victory. We should not be sitting on the sidelines letting one person go and fight for us. Uh, We need to be up on our feet and in the fight, engaged. We should be engaged. This is one of the problems that I had with um, American Christians and in, in much of the church that were Trump supporters, and I am a Trump supporter. I hope the man runs again in 2024, and I hope he wins, and I hope they fix the fraudulent election stuff in the meantime. So anyway, um, but it seemed like much of the conservative Americans, uh, much of the church world, uh, were just like, well, you know, hopefully Trump can fix this. It is not up to one man. It is not up to one man. It should never be up to one man. The Israelite armies there in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 52, they're sitting on their laurels waiting to see whether David dies or whether David wins. And then when he wins, they get up and they shout victory. Well, folks, that, that shouldn't happen in us. We should learn from this problem here. We should all be engaged in in the fight. If you are a believer in the Bible, if you are a believer in what is good, if you are a believer in what is righteous, if you are an American patriot, if you believe in conservative values and you believe in the Constitution that it was set up correctly and that it should be upheld and adhered to, you should be engaged in the fight in every way that you can. Now, you may not be able to be engaged in every fight. There's so much going on, you can't keep up with it all. But in the areas that you can, you should. You should be engaged in the fight. Why? Because your nation depends on it. Your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren, they depend on it. We should all be up on our feet and and fighting this battle together. Anyway, verse 52, 1 Samuel 17, verse 52, "...the men of Israel and of Judah arose, they shouted, they pursued the Philistines until they came into the valley and to the gates of Ekron." And, they wound, um, and the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way of Shariah, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. In other words, all of these guys, they're all laying on the ground, they're surrendering. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. And David, this is good stuff here, David took the head of the Philistine, that is Goliath, and brought it to Jerusalem. But he put his armor in his tent and when saul saw david when saul saw david go forth against the philistine he said unto ebner the captain of the host ebner whose son is this young man and ebner said as thy soul lives o king i don't know and i cannot tell you and the king said well find out who this little boy is in the King James, it says, "Whose son this stripling is?" It means, "Who who is this little boy?" And then, when David returned from the from slaughtering the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, "Whose son are you, young man?" And David answered, "I am the son of thy servant Jesse the Bethlehemite." And it came in, and he and he honors the the family and all that kind of stuff. Here is my point: David, who started from home, came out to the battlefield saw the threats of Goliath, told Goliath what he would do, did exactly what he said he would do, finished the fight all the way to the end. It motivated a bunch of other people to get up on their, on their feet and run and charge and go into the battle. David returned and brought back the spoils and brought back the head of his enemy and, and was even presented before the king. From start to full completion... A big circle finish, and that's what we've got to learn how to do as believers—not to give up just because we make a little headway. We say, "Well, we made some progress here, so I, that that's good enough." No, it is not good enough. We have to keep pushing through until everything is accomplished as it should be. You know, that's what the enemy does. He—he. He, uh, that's what the 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 Democratic Party does. It's what liberals do. They—they they want to stretch. 10 feet, and people fight against them and say, No, we're not going to let you do that. So they say, Okay, okay, we'll only go three feet. And then people go, All right, all right, well, that's good enough. Well, no, we shouldn't have given them a single inch, but we do that sometimes. Uh, We we won't go as far as they want to go, but we'll still let them have some ground. You can't do that. Don't give any place to the devil. Well, we have a caller on the line. Uh, James, thanks for calling the Ask the Preacher program. How are you today, sir? Doing doing fine. Uh, I'm going to do a thing as far
2: we're talking about on a secular point of view okay. I want to be as clear as I can and uh, as on layman's terms what I'm hearing and what I think how we can win the battle and how we know we're going to win the battle if we do this uh, government has already knows that what they have done this is, this is important people it wasn't against the law it wasn't ethical of whatever they'd done as far as like mail-in voting ballots and stuff like that it was not against the law that's why you're seeing people going back to the states, and now like Florida doing a great job. They're now writing new laws saying that you cannot be able to do what you did as far as you're throwing all these mail-in votes. We already have absentee ballots. You go through the right channels, and now since it's going to be on the books, that becomes now a law, and that means they cannot be able to do that again the mm-hmm. next time. Are you following me?
1: Yeah, I'm following you to some degree. I don't know if I would ad- agree with you entirely about saying that everything that was done was legal. I think there were uh, many. Oh, 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 oh yes. Yeah, but many, many say, things was that were not A
2: law, there was not a law against what they yeah, did. Yeah. Which means it's unethical. Yeah. It was not against the law. It was to, up to humans like us, with the ones Christians and all we know, it was wrong. It was yeah. wrong, but it was not against the law.
1: Yeah, and so to finish the course of this, so when we find out that these types of things happen, um, we we can't just say, well, you should never do that again. No, we got to go back and adjust the law to make sure. That's part of that finishing. uh,
2: Finishing the the, race and winning by having to go back to the states so that we now have, as the people say to our government, no more. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the program, and uh, you call in every once in a while. It's great to Great to know you're uh, you're still listening. Well, folks, we've come to that third break, and uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes with our last segment of Ask the Preacher. We'll talk about cleaning house uh, the biblical way in just a couple minutes when we come back with more Ask the Preacher.
0: Fourth and final segment of this Friday's edition of Ask the Preacher. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. And
1: back to it with John. Hey, hey, hey. thanks uh, for listening today. Hope it's uh, been a good program for you. I uh, before I, I run out of time and I and I forget to invite you to a couple things. I failed to mention a little earlier in the program that this Sunday night uh, we have a movie night up at the church, and uh, I think at at this point we are playing the movie Sing Two. It's actually still in the theaters. Sing Two, we'll be playing it there. Um, we we call it. Uh, the Theater Under the Stars, so come watch a, a movie with us on the big screen outside in the nice, cool, brisk weather. There'll be uh, hot chocolate and hot popcorn and uh, fire. Uh, little camp campfires for roasting s'mores. Everything's free. We'll provide everything to you. Just come and enjoy a good family evening out at Believers Fellowship Church uh, up on the north side, 5240 North Sokrum Loop Road. But the easy way is to look us up online. BelieversFellowship.com. Of course, you can always come visit us uh, for services. Sundays, 9 a.m. and at 11 a.m., but that's going to be changing soon because we are going to be uh, remodeling our facility, and so our Sunday morning services will be outside in a tent for a short period of time beginning in February. But uh, so for the next couple weeks, we're still in the sanctuary. Now, then we'll move out into a tent during February, and we'll we will have one service, 10 a.m., beginning in February, 10 a.m. under the tent up at Believers Fellowship on the north side, and then Wednesdays in February, uh, we'll be in in homes for small groups. It's just be a be a great time. It's a, it's it's great to see what what God is doing in the life of our church and in the lives of the people, especially, and uh, how He is really raising up strong people, people who are ready to to fight and and ready to win and, and ready to complete uh, the race that that God has given. Um, I, I want to read something to you out of 2 Corinthians chapter eight. Now Paul wrote the, wrote these letters to the Corinthian church. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 10, he says, "Here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin to do it. Verse 11, now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have, and whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly, and give according to what you have, not according to what you don't have. Of course, I don't mean you giving, and he goes on, and he's talking about he's talking about giving, and now my point for reading this was not really the aspect of, of giving, but it had to do with this where he says, give according to how you first intended to. You started out, but my suggestion to you is finish. Finish the job. You purpose to do something, keep going, and finish it out completely. See, this this happens in every area of our life. Um, in the beginning of the year, we we often make New Year's resolutions. We make these goals. I'm going to lose ten pounds. I'm going to uh, go go to school and and get my degree. I'm I'm going to you know what I'm going to paint the house. <laughs> I told my wife we moved into a new house uh, right at a year ago, and I, I told her we would uh, we would paint repaint the inside of the house. We knew it needed to be painted when we bought the house, and so so she said, "Can we do it first thing?" Well, we weren't able to do it first thing. Well, it's been a whole year, and I haven't got the job done yet. Well, then guess what we're doing this weekend? Painting the inside of the house. I have to finish my commitment that I made, and she had to remind me of my commitment. But uh, So, honey, I'll be home as soon as I can, and we'll get to painting. But uh, anyway, we've got to start and let the eagerness that we show in the beginning be matched in the middle and in the end, in the end. Galatians 6, verse 9. Galatians 6, verse 9 says, Don't grow weary in doing what is good. For in due time you will reap, you will benefit, only if you don't quit and faint. You have to. We have to finish, finish the course. We have to finish the course. Hey, um, I, I want to invite you again to, to Believers Fellowship this this weekend. Um, Sunday morning, nine and eleven, and then in the evening at six thirty, movie under the stars. Uh, Sing Two is what we'll be playing. And, uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier in the program, on Saturday, January the 22nd, right in front of City Hall, 930 in the morning, stand up for life. Stand up against the atrocity of abortion. It takes place all over our nation, even all over the world, but it takes place right here in our city, Lakeland. Lakeland, it happens right here in our city, and it shouldn't happen. I, I, I'd like to put an end to it, and I hope you'll join me in the battle. So January 22nd, just join with like-minded folks to say, hey, we love life. We support life, all life. And so that's what January 22nd at 930 in front of City Hall, that's what that will be about And then the following weekend, Rick Green's coming into town. He'll be at Medulla Baptist for the faith-based West Polk County Republican Party meeting. Uh, lots of great speakers there, some medical things happening there. It's a big event. You should uh, you should check it out. And then come to Believers Fellowship the following day, Sunday, January the 30th, and join Rick Green um, in the services there at 9 and 11. Visit us, believersfellowship.com, to find out information. Folks, I want to read this Um, to you before we close out and and leave here today, just to be an encouragement to you. Psalm 103, Psalm 103. says, "'Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul.'" He's having to tell himself, "'Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget his benefits. He forgives all my iniquities.'" And he heals all of my diseases. He redeems my life from destruction. And he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless the Lord. That's what I want to tell you. Bless the Lord. There's a bunch of stuff going on in the world, but you need to bless God. If you will bless God, you will see the blessings of God coming down and raining on your life. Amen. Well, folks, I apologize. I didn't get over into Matthew chapter 12, but maybe one day we will. God bless you. Have a great weekend.